A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete. Stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Leif Farnison. I'm joined by my co-host, my brother Anders. How's it going, man? Hello, hello. What is going on, guys? Apparently, you have an amazing episode for today. I do have an amazing episode. It's been prompted by, what, swimming this morning? Yeah, so I had a totally different episode planned to record today, and I had all the notes ready to go. And I like being prepared for these episodes ahead of time and knowing kind of what we're going to have a general structure for the conversation. And for you guys to know, I'm kind of just along for the ride for every single one of these episodes. Yeah, (laughs) I show up and we have an amazing conversation about yeah, it seems to work well <laughs> but yeah i had one of the absolute best workouts of my life this morning and it really reinforced a few valuable lessons that i wanted to share on this episode so i just felt really inspired to hop on here and talk about what i kind of went through this morning and i think it has some valuable nuggets that all of you can take away from it so as i've shared many times on the podcast before i absolutely hate distance swimming It's my least favorite form of exercise (laughs) and I do enjoy hanging out in in like a pool. I enjoy going to the beach, but I really can't swim. uh, I can't stand swimming for exercise. And to be perfectly honest, I'm pretty scared of the water and I was absolutely dreading going to the pool this morning. But once I got to the pool, I started feeling even worse <laughs> and I just like is, is was it stepping into it or is it once you get into it, then you think, oh, I have to do this whole entire time. Well, yeah, I just I didn't want to get up. And then when I got up this morning and I got to the pool, I just kept dreading it more and more with kind of each phase of the journey to the pool. And then once I jumped into the pool, keep, it's, in, keep in mind, the pool's like a quarter mile down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't, it's not too much of a journey, but <laughs> And then I jumped in and I felt even worse. It was really cold. I just felt really uncomfortable. But then I were, we've been recording the Ironman training series for YouTube and I put up my phone to record my swimming and I was supposed to swim for an hour. That's what I went to. That's That was my workout. But I made a 10-minute commitment to myself, which is something that we've talked about before on the podcast. So I was just going in with the with the goal of swimming for 10 minutes. And I was definitely hoping to get into the groove of things so I could keep swimming beyond that. But I was I set up my phone and I basically just thought, okay, I'll record a 10-minute clip and then I'll stop the video and then hopefully... Like I'll take a short break and then I'll keep swimming. I'll try to get an hour, but I was really in my head. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is going to be absolutely terrible. I hate swimming. I was just totally in my head about all of this stuff. And then I did, so I set up my phone. I did one and a half laps and I got some water up my nose, which always really freaks me out. (laughs) 
I'm like petrified of drowning, which I, I guess is a pretty rational fear, but, <laughs> but it's just like, I, I get so scared when I get, get water up my nose or something, something happens where I feel like I am not in control when I'm in water. So I started getting a little water up my nose. I'm just one and a half laps into this. I just stood up in the pool like halfway uh, through my second lap and I just walked back to the start point. And at this point, I was feeling really, really defeated. And I was like, I came in here to do 10 minutes. I can't even swim for 10 minutes without stopping. And I just really, I hate swimming. <laughs> that just kept on coming up in my mind. But I told myself that I needed to swim 10 minutes nonstop because that was the commitment. So I just kind of collected myself again. I adjusted the nose plug that I use to make sure water doesn't go up my nose. And then I restarted my watch to restart the workout. So I was, even though I did a lap and a half, I was starting back from zero and I was going to do 10 minutes. And I was really focused on getting those 10 minutes done because that was the commitment that I made to myself. So a few laps in, I started settling into a groove. It felt a lot different this second start uh, time when I was going through. And I just started feeling relaxed. I started feeling like I was kind of cutting through the water pretty easily, which is not something I've ever really felt before in the pool, which was transformed into which a was, fish. Yeah, it was pretty weird. <laughs> and I was maintaining a pretty decent pace for me as well. And I ended up hitting 10 minutes. And at that point, stopping really didn't even cross my mind. I just kind of looked down at my watch um, a little later. It didn't, it hardly felt like any time had passed after that. And I was surprised to see that I had already done 27 laps. And then I doubled that number. And a while later, I made a turn. And as I was going down the length of the pool, I realized kind of in that moment, it just hit me that I felt better in the pool at that moment than I have at any other time that I've been swimming in my life. And it was just like this really weird feeling where it just, it, it hit me like, kind of like the out euphoria of, type thing. Yeah. Like kind of out of nowhere. I looked down on my watch and I saw that I was on lap 83 and I had already done 1.2 miles at that point without stopping. And in that moment, I felt an emotion that I have never felt before when swimming. I was actually having fun. <laughs> I was actually enjoying the workout. I actually felt pretty confident. I felt like I was actually swimming. And as I crossed the 90 lap mark, I decided to pick up my speed a little bit. It was, it just became really, it was really easy for me at that point. And the full Ironman swim distance is 2.4 miles, which is 169 laps in a pool. I could have easily done that full length in the pool this morning without stopping, no problem at all. And uh, I ended up, I ended up just doing the 60 minutes because I had to come back and record this podcast because it's on our schedule. So I wanted to get that done, but I completed 114 laps in the 60 minute time frame. Uh, and that's 2,850 yards or 1.62 miles. So did that in six and 60 minutes. And that also included a few 15 second breaks where I just grabbed a quick drink of water and I got water out of my goggles and out of my snorkel. And I didn't stop my watch for those times. So 
basically when I finished, I, I legitimately felt proud of myself for, for accomplishing this swim. And I had set a new 60 minute distance PR for me by three laps, which is pretty awesome because again, I didn't rest at all. My previous 60 minute PR that I set, um, I did 111 laps and I set that with two five minute breaks where I just, where I grabbed some water. I kind of adjusted my goggles, got the water on my goggles and just kind of like reset myself. So I don't know, maybe when cause call that like an, a legitimate 60 minute kind of distance PR. Cause I guess it was actually 70 minutes. Um, cause I had the two breaks, but I, I kind of for that last PR, I paused my swim workout and then resumed after those breaks. And it, I did that because I kind of got into my head and I thought that I deserve to take breaks or maybe that I had to take breaks because I'm not a swimmer and I'm not good at swimming. So I have to take these breaks. And I remember kind of up to this point, whenever I go into the pool and I'm doing some kind of distance workout, I get in my head all the time. I'm just constantly like thinking of these limiting beliefs. I'm staring down at the bottom of the pool and I'm just moving my arms around in, in a motion that just seems like endless torture. <laughs> and it's just, it never, it, it always kind of is at the back of my mind that, Hey, I want to stop. Hey, I need a break. Hey, this is really uncomfortable. Hey, I hate swimming. It's kind of like always at the back of my mind. And I didn't feel that way today. So it was really an amazing kind of transformational workout for me. And those are pretty rare. I haven't had one of those for a while, but it was, it was really awesome and very much needed when it comes to kind of breaking through all of the limiting beliefs that I've had regarding swimming. So I kind of came away from that with a bunch of thoughts and there are kind of three main lessons that I want to share on, on this episode. So lesson number one, is to not let your limiting beliefs hold you back. So I, in my life, I've had to go through so many limiting beliefs and break through them and push, push through them. And the journey is always difficult going through those obstacles, going through that adversity. It's always challenging, but it it is always worth it. And just as as a few examples, I, uh, when I first kind of got into fitness, I was a runner and I just, I ran, that's basically all I did. And when I first got started, I really doubted my running ability. I got started in middle school and there was this other, there were a bunch of kids who were way faster than me. And I thought, Hey, there's no way I'm going to become good at running. And I kind of hated it, but I just wanted to do some kind of some kind of athletic something. I wanted to be more fit and kind of and and do something related to athletics. And I felt like I would get demolished on the on the football field because <laughs> uh, I was really small and kind of skinny. And I didn't feel like I had any other kind of particular talents. But I thought, well, running's not that complicated. Like I'll just figure this out and I'll just figure out how to run faster. Just like walking just a little faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when I first got started, I really doubted my running ability. But then I became one of the fastest guys on my cross-country team. 
And then I kind of shifted to going into the gym and getting more into weight training. And I was really scared of going to the gym when I first got started. I was fearful of being judged by guys who were stronger and more fit than me, but I just focused on showing up consistently. And over the span of the past 10 years, I've built kind of my dream physique. I'm not quite where I want to be in terms of like ultimate kind of physique, but I've, I've gone so far beyond what I ever thought was possible for me. And I, as another example, I used to be extremely introverted. Honors knows this. I would go to school, basically wouldn't talk to anyone except some teachers. <laughs> and then I would come home and I would just sit, sit in my room and do homework and just kind of be by myself. And honors was a lot more social, but that wasn't, I I was out and about doing things that I probably shouldn't be doing. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I just hung out home. I was extremely introverted. I was petrified of talking on the phone and now I'm sitting down recording podcast episodes that thousands of people listen to. So that's been kind of a major breakthrough for me as well. Maybe uh, you might not know this. I think I mentioned it at one point on the podcast, but I actually started three businesses that failed before founding the vegan gym. And now I get to spend every single minute of every single day doing what I absolutely love with the most incredible team in the world and amazing clients. And we're growing by leaps and bounds every single month. So that's been a huge, incredible shift in my life as well. And now today, this morning, I had a little glimpse of what it feels like to actually enjoy swimming, which is a totally novel concept for me. That's something I never thought would be anything I'd experience. And I felt a little glimpse of what it feels like, of what it could feel like to actually identify myself as a swimmer, somebody who's like competent in the water. And that is a radical kind of shift in my self-belief and kind of what I think is possible for me. So I know that you've gone through many of those journeys as well when it comes to confidence and making it through the Marines. I think I think going through the Marines was a huge kind of shift for you in in kind of building confidence and stuff. And then you kind of felt the same way in in the gym as well. Right. Yeah, more more so the the gym, uh, just because it was my friend that uh, really prompted the idea of me starting to work out because I was completely against it because I was all about video games. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, dude, why would I take an hour and a half away from my video games? <laughs> you know, it's we like- wasted so much time <laughs> playing video games. I remember this one summer we were in high school and we we played video games the entire summer, like. Eight hours, eight plus uh, yeah, hours. Yeah, but a I, day. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> I take, terrible. I wouldn't take that back. Uh, I, it was, I think it was awesome. Um, it's just like, I, of course, there's better things to do now that I'm an adult. But it's just like, uh, back then, like that, that was what made childhood for me, for uh, at least a part of it. So, yeah. um, but yeah, like uh, fitness was the gym was one thing that I had to kind of get over. But it was nice to have someone along with me. Um, and he was jacked uh, for a high schooler, uh, Kevin Stoffer. The, yeah. the dude is huge. He <laughs> <It> was big. <laughs> um, and uh, the, as far as the Marine Corps, I I was very intimidated. I think it was more so the trainings that I would do with like the other pulleys, which are like uh, the trainees for the the Marine Corps. Um, but 
ever ever since I was told that I couldn't do it or or uh, I wasn't going to make it, I completely shut that that option out of my mind. Um, before I even left, I was like, I don't care if I had to break an arm or whatever, I have to get through this. So like there were a lot of limiting beliefs in boot camp, but going to boot camp and kind of like immersing myself into that, I was just I was so driven to succeed uh, that I didn't even let the, any limiting beliefs just like cloud my thought. Um, but there, there's been a lot of things. Uh, it's just like talking on the phone is one for me as well, uh, just because I had such low self-confidence uh, early on in my childhood. Um, and I was, I, I was social, but it was social to my small little circle of five friends uh, outside of that. I did not want to talk to anyone else. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. Kind of like, yeah, now you back, spend most of your days on the phone <laughs> or on video uh, my, chats and my stuff. entire, my entire day is on the phone or yeah. video calls or whatever. Um, and with our team and uh, potential clients and so forth. So, um, it, it yeah, is, you turn that from a weakness to a pretty major strength. Yeah. I honestly, I don't, I don't know when that switch was um, because sometimes it still feels difficult. Um, but I, I think it's just when I'm confronted with a certain situation I haven't been dealt with uh, or have dealt with. Um, but it's it's truly amazing to kind of just reflect on. Uh, that's why we I say all the time is always reflect on where you've come. Um, and then you just continue to grow from there. But yeah, I mean, limiting beliefs, everyone deals with it from time to time. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You kind of touched on kind of uh, how you build self-belief and and how that process has been for you. So that's kind of the second lesson that I really was thinking about as I finished this workout. And that's, and that's this self-belief is earned. And I think that's something that lots of people probably intuitively understand, but don't really pursue actively. I, I, I think Everyone, yeah, everyone understands that they need to take action on it. But the the thing that holds people back from actually overcoming it um, is one hundred percent just, oh, it's not the right time, or I'm too busy, or I need to wait for the stars to align. That is the the biggest thing that holds people back from overcoming those limiting beliefs, uh, showing self belief, um, and solidifying that. Um, and I, I reflect back on all my self-development and everything that I've done. And that's what has held me back before. Um, so the, the thing is like, nothing's ever going to be perfect. <laughs> you know, it's just like swimming. You're, you're not going to have the perfect day for swimming. It's not going to be 90 degrees out where the water's like 70 degrees feels amazing and there's no choppiness in the water or whatever, you know, so it's like, you just have to get well, maybe in you do, do have those days, but you can't count on that happening right, all the time. Right. Like it, at it some might, point, it you might just need happen to say, a year down the road, but it's just like, why, why wait? You know? Yeah. At some, at some time you just need to say, Hey, like this needs yeah. to be done. So yeah, self-belief is earned. Every action that you take is a vote for the person that you will become. I love that idea because literally every single habit that you that you do, all the habits that you have done up to this point in your life, the total kind of aggregate of all of those actions has put you into the place that you are right now in this moment. So when, when it comes to fitness 
every single decision that I'm making is a vote for the person that I want to become. When I skip dessert or I hit the gym, I'm casting a vote for the healthy and fit person that I want to become. Healthy and fit people eat foods that nourish their bodies and they don't eat junk food. When I push myself to get out of bed early in the morning like I did today and get to the pool, jump into a cold pool and swim for an hour when I really don't want to, that's the, and it's basically kind of the last thing on the planet that I wanted to do this morning. That's casting a vote for the person that I want to become, the healthy, fit person that I want to be, the future Ironman athlete that I want to become. So healthy and fit people move their bodies on a regular basis. They don't sit on the couch and make it excuses. The more that you repeat these behavior behaviors, the more you repeat these actions, the more that you are going to associate your identity with these behaviors. So take the pool, for instance. When I got out of the pool, I legitimately felt proud and actually felt, saw a glimpse of what it would mean to identify myself as a swimmer, to look at myself and say, you know what? I'm actually a pretty good swimmer. And that's a totally crazy concept for me based on how much I have hated swimming up to this point. So every time you're making these decisions, you every time you're doing these behaviors, you're basically casting votes for who you want to be and what you're going to uh, tolerate in your life when it comes to your health and fitness, your relationships, your career, everything in your in your life. So that process is how you build trust, belief, and conviction in yourself. It doesn't happen any other way. Self-belief is always earned and it's never easy. The process is never easy to push through those limiting beliefs and recreate what's possible for you. But that is a really powerful concept. So I saw I saw a quote uh, years ago that, uh, I don't remember the word for word version, but, um, it said every time you eat, you're either feeding disease or fighting it. And that's how I think whenever I'm eating food. And of course, like I enjoy some foods that aren't so healthy and, and I do that because I enjoy them and, and it's, I think having balance and eating foods that you really enjoy in moderation, I think is really important. That's where kind of long-term sustainability comes, at least for me. Some people can just really hone in on a super healthy diet. I was actually talking with uh, Dr. Michael Clapper yesterday and that, uh, that episode is going to be airing shortly. But we uh, were talking about diet and stuff, and uh, I was pretty surprised how how clean his diet is. And um, and some people can do that, and, and it works for them, and they feel great. That's awesome for me. It doesn't it doesn't really work that way. But the the main point here is that every action, every decision that I make when it comes to my food has a direct impact on how my body is going to look and feel. Every single decision that I make when it comes to my training, my fitness, exercise, what I'm going to be doing throughout the day to stay active, that is all of those decisions uh, impact the person I'm going to become and the body that I'm going to have. So I think it's really, really important to understand all of these decisions matter. If you're putting, putting off a decision to transform your body is making a decision to not transform your body. And if you if you decide, hey, I'm not going to work hard right now to build self-belief, 
because I'm waiting for this thing. I'm waiting for this inspiration. I'm waiting for this person to do something. I'm waiting for this event. I'm waiting for my schedule to be less busy. If you're waiting for something like that to take action and start transforming your self-belief, then you're, you're just going to establish more and more limiting beliefs. And the limiting beliefs that you have are just going to become kind of more and more ingrained in, in and your then mind. No action will ever be taken. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. So I even there's a point take, of no return. <laughs> yeah. Just take action. Even if it's imperfect. Uh, well, it well, will be imperfect. Yeah. So just take it's, action. It's going to be imperfect. Uh, but the, the thing is like, don't think that you had to just do everything at once. Take it step by step. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like people think that they have to have the the time right, but also everything in place. And that never happens. Okay. <laughs> you're you're never going to be in a position where um everything is one hundred percent perfect for you to move forward. Yeah. And like the workout that I had this morning, every single step of the process, even jumping into the pool, even doing those first one and a half laps, everything just reinforced the idea that this was going to be a terrible workout. And then I was just like, okay, this is bad. I hate this. I don't want to wake up. Don't want to drive to the gym. Don't want to walk into the gym. Don't want to jump into a cold pool. Every single thing is like, no, don't want to do that. No, don't want to do that. And then major breakthrough. And I am so incredibly glad that I put in the effort, pushed through all of that all of those limiting beliefs and all of those, all of that kind of adversity and, and actually got, got a major win out of it. So it's pretty awesome. Lesson number three that I really took from this is to celebrate your accomplishments. So I honestly don't do this enough and I often set pretty unrealistic expectations of myself, but it felt really cool to finish my swim workouts and actually be able to smile with pride and feel like I actually accomplished something really amazing. So you might not be where you want to be right now, but you're further than you were last week and that's what matters. And I have not accomplished the goals that I want to accomplish, but I'm further than I was yesterday, last week, last month. That's what matters. Those are the accomplishments. Those are the wins that you really need to take out of this because the, the entire process is a journey. And if you don't celebrate your accomplishments along the way, then it can be pretty uh, demotivating to look a few years down the road and say, okay, that's where I want to be, but it's going to take me a lot of time, effort, and, um, and pain to get me to that point. So celebrating your accomplishments along the way is really valuable. And I just feel like I had a major accomplishment today and that, uh, and, and I've kind of celebrated that. And that's, that's, uh, that's been really helpful to me. So those are the three lessons I took from my it's workout a today. Good reminder. Yeah, I think these are all really good reminders, and I hope that uh, I hope that you brought something, that you got something out of this episode as well. So that's going to be a wrap for this episode. If you found value in this episode, please take a minute right now to tell one other person about this podcast. We're on a mission to help one million vegans get into the best shape of their lives because we firmly believe that the more healthy, fit vegans there are in the world, the faster veganism will spread. So please help the animals, the planet, and other people by sharing this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Until next time, keep challenging the freaking status quo. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out thevegangym.com. 
We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at TheVeganGym.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.